show we've got in store. It is the Losing Sucks Fantasy Football Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Dustin Blanton, along with my co-host, Travis Masterson. Travis, how are you? Doing great tonight, Tuesday night, middle of the week, trying to figure out what we need to give the people and what did we come up with. It is the Losing Sucks first award show. This one just barely after the halfway point of season number one. I'm excited for what we're going to get into tonight. You might have noticed the music was a little different. That's because we got a big, big event going on tonight, Dustin. Oh, yeah. All the stars are out. All of the would-be stars. We've got just a bunch of points to cover in terms of guys who scored points and guys who scored less points. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Sounds like fantasy football to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're, we're going to be talking about some guys who play football and some who play it better than others. So that's what we're really about here at Losing Sucks. Okay. Um, so we're just going to we're just gonna knock it out of the park today. That's going to take us so far. Yeah. I'm just going to look. I'm going to run with it until you tell me to stop. Okay. <laughs> that's just that's the energy I'm bringing to it right now. <laughs> right. Okay. So that's that's the world I'm living. Man, we've got some good awards. I like I like um I like the format we've got here. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We've got MVPs, some surprises, some oh some good buy low stuff. We've got some really 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 fun stuff. Some some guys that of course we've all seen perform and kind of how we're feeling about them. Other than that, man, how are you feeling, Travis? How are you feeling going into you know we're just past the midway point? I'm feeling really good. Um, I've got 14 full leagues that are That's are so not many. best ball. They're actual 12 man or more leagues, and it's been really, uh, it's been really successful. It's I've got a 68 percent win percentage on the season, almost to 100 wins before 50 losses, which is really nice. Wow. Um, the one I that like is my oldest league, I am. Four and six, I desperately need to win this week. But everywhere else, I'm looking at playoffs pretty much stress-free. So I'm in a really, really good spot right now. I've listened to the show religiously. I've gotten great advice from Losing Sucks. Yeah, I suggest people listen to that show. Their their recipe for success mm. has really, really shown itself in my overall record this year. So I'm very happy yeah, with it. And today... We could also just call today the victory lap episode because that is 100% <laughs> what I'm about today. <laughs> but ultimately, I mean, my, I'm, glad, I'm glad to hear about your success. Cowboys um, win again. Dallas is on fire, just like that. Right, of course, as we all predicted. Uh, yep. This is their year. Um, just ask a Dallas fan. <laughs> and, but no, I'm really glad to hear that you're doing well. Um, just not in the leagues that I'm in with you. I will, I'm not going to say I ultimately root for your failure, um, but I'm not not saying that in those leagues. Um, I, <laughs> I want can you feel to do it. That's well. what drives my clubhouse, okay? Right. I, I know. I look across the leagues. We're, we're probably in. in five or six leagues. Like we're, yeah. we're at least in five leagues together. And I look right. at them, and I look where I'm at. And then the next thing I yeah. do is, where is Dismo? <laughs> where is Dustin? Right. Yep. And the majority of them, if not, I think maybe one of them you're ahead of me in. Yeah. And so I will sleep really well Good. until the playoffs Good. as long as I'm still a, a little bit higher than Dismo. I, just, I want you well-rested. I want you to get all the sleep <laughs> you need because you know what? It doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter. My my teams show up late, but they always show up. They always they show do. up. They do. I'll see you there um, at the end. Except for one league. Yeah. I actually you'll like this. I saw um I saw on Twitter we hate Rob, one of our oldest favorite guys on Twitter. Yeah. Uh somebody asked what's the what's your biggest fear of fantasy football? And he said, "The fear that always comes true, you are the one or two seed and you will lose to the 7 and 7 team." Yep. At the always. beginning of the playoffs, and it will all be for naught. Yep. You have this incredible season, then boom, just like that, gone. <laughs> it is crazy. It, it hurts. comes down to such a such a quick decision. Yeah. It, fantasy does be like that sometimes. But uh yeah, uh I man, there's there's just so many feelings. What about you? What's going on in your life? Are you um, happy right now? Are you happy with your life, Dustin? I love my life. Uh, I don't think she's. Go- I don't think she's going to be listening to this. So I think it's safe for me to say this. Oh, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa! I, what are no, you doing? No, no way! No, don't do it. Okay, you will then never mind. Later, what happened? Not announce- what is going to happen? <laughs> okay, big news next week. There you the, go. Yeah, we'll we'll leave the big news for next week. Good point. She doesn't listen to the show. She doesn't listen you, to the show. Anybody who listened to the last thirty seconds knows exactly what's going on. So you did your right, job. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Um, yeah. You're well, making a really nice right dinner now, for your girlfriend. Yeah, right. Exactly. It'd be a very uh, nice <laughs> dinner. Um, but other than that, um, I just want to admit to one mistake that I made. It is a terrible mistake um, that you should never do um, in a fantasy football league, um, especially one that is high stake. Um, look, if you have a high quality backup running back, let's say, let's call him, let's just make up a fake name. Let's call him Ramondre Stevenson. <laughs> okay, and and you and you have you're so creative running with your back. name creation, right? Yeah, I just pulled it out of my head. Um, and you have let's let's call this other running back Damian Harris. Okay, and then you have the choice. Let's say Damian Harris isn't playing in a football game. Okay, and I hate you where this have is going. <laughs> and you have Ramondre Stevenson on your bench. What you what you should do is you should put Ramondre Stevenson this hypothetical player into your lineup um, because he might go off for a hundred yards and let's say a couple touchdowns. And what you, what you shouldn't do is tell your girlfriend, you're going to a farmer's market way early in the morning that throws off your entire schedule. Oh no. And you forget to set your lineup. Don't forget to set your lineup. Don't be like, me and obviously don't forget to put these hypothetical players into this hypothetical lineup i don't i'm not gonna say i look i still won that matchup i still won thank you cooper cup look this that's team all that, that i have you learned your is, lesson is, and you didn't pay the price yeah, i didn't pay the price luckily that's that's just that's the per- that's the way i prefer to have my lessons where they don't hurt me i can just kind of take a step back and i choose to learn from them yeah you know uh, yeah, so that dude had a big week, man, and we'll talk about him uh, on on the Thursday night show. But for sure, I I actually was able to get him. Megalobowl does their stuff. I think at 10 a.m. Central Time every day. Yeah. yeah, and he joined the team Sunday at 10 a.m. Went immediately into the starting lineup and was mm-hmm. part of a huge win in the Megalobowl. Way to go, <laughs> way to go, man! That he's gonna win some things. Let's talk about some things that some of these players that we have picked. Have one. We've got some awards that we have deemed important for this week. It's time to get into the meat and potatoes. 
of this everybody's show. here man people are looking sharp the shoe game is there mm. the the car game every everybody's dressed just to the nines. top notch tonight absolutely let's get it started the will somebody take a look at this award okay starting right off we've got one for each position this is going to be the biggest surprise from each position this year so far we're a little bit past the halfway point. Travis, start us off. Your quarterback. Who should people be taking a look at right now? Who's your biggest surprise? My biggest surprise right now is Ben Roethlisberger, and here's why. What we were thinking that he could do, which was play at a high enough level to make all of his weapons worth their ADP, including Deontay Johnson, Claypool, Juju. All-star cast. That has not happened. And we said all offseason, one of these three receivers is going to get left out. They're going to get left out because Ben is only going to be able to provide for two. That hasn't even happened. No. Ben looks so unable to, to play at a good enough level to support Deontay Johnson and Claypool. And I think, especially with the emergence of Pat the Muth, I don't know what to expect from Claypool the rest of the year, and it scares me because I have him in a few leagues. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, we needed, we did not need him to be a top 10 quarterback. Yeah. But we needed him to be around that 12 to 15 range and provide enough for those receivers. And I am shocked, not only at his play being so bad because of how great he's always been, but at the fact that as a fantasy community, we believed together that both of these guys, and, and even Juju as well, were possibly all three in the top 30. Yeah, it heartbreak, man. Heartbreak, I mean, I'm not even going to bring up the fact that he's, he's not wearing two gloves, okay? Because you need to wear two gloves to be able to sort, I see what you did support there. three 1,000-yard receivers. It's, it's, it's a, it's God a given, proven As fact. long as they're God-given We've gloves. seen it all throughout, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, he just doesn't have that talent. So it breaks my heart to see, obviously, injuries. But you know what? When one guy falls, the others rise. There's one other stealer that we're going to talk about later on this show that has benefited from whatever Ben has left in the deck. So I like that pick. Definitely a surprise. My pick, my will somebody take a look at this guy? Mac Jones at the quarterback position. Man, this guy has shocked me. Love it. I liked him. There was all these questions. Uh, let's, let's start back. Let's, let's hop in the, the roller coaster seat, the, the front row seat for the first time right now. Let's go back to the beginning. Okay. The first, the first thing we heard about Mac Jones was that he's going to be drafted number three overall by the 49ers. Shocker. And he's going to be Kyle Shanahan's guy. Well, that didn't happen. He falls on draft night, and he just ends up in the perfect scenario for Mac Jones. The best possible scenario for Mac Jones. He, he, he falls into, and I believe he falls into an NFL playoff roster. That team will be in the playoffs, and I think they're going to win. Um, that he, just, he is Bill Belichick's guy, and he just fits that system. And that just kind of goes to show you that a, a rookie who knows his role in that team, he doesn't try to do too much. On the season, he is quarterback 20, and he doesn't get it all with rushing upside. He, 
He scored more points than Justin Fields. He scored more points than Trevor Lawrence. He obviously has scored more than Zach Wilson and Trey Lance. You know, he right. he could challenge for that rookie of the year. And he's look as a rookie, he's completing 70% of his passes. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It will be it will be the best passing percentage by a rookie quarterback if he continues what he's done so far for just seven more weeks. Unbelievable. It will be the highest of all all time. The, Did you know that? I, I didn't know that. That's incredible. It does not shock me. Uh, of all time. Bill Belichick gets a rookie quarterback and automatically just fires up the war engine. And here we go. Get ready for like another 20. Bill Belichick is going to coach until he's 95 years old. Absolutely. Yeah. Congratulations, Mac Jones, on the on the somebody take a look at this award winner. Big Mac. All right, man. Let's move on to the running back position. Or will you take a look at this guy at the running back position? Who do you have in store for us now, Travis? This pains me to say it, mm. but it is Leonard Fournette back to what I guess is his younger self, running back 13 overall on the season. It has, it has really surprised me and I think everybody. Had we known he would be anywhere near this, he would have gone in the third or fourth round. Um, Ronald Jones. Who? You've heard me talk about Ronald Jones so who much in the offseason. Who is that? Does he play? Does I will he, tell you. Does he play? I will tell someone? you not only some facts about Ronald Jones, but why we were misled by, by Ronald Jones. Mm. Ronald was uh, RB15 overall last year. Oh, good for him. And Bruce Arians, this is in August, okay? We are weeks away from preseason games starting. Bruce Arians, quote, on Ronald Jones, quote, his confidence should be sky high right now. This is as good of a camp as he has ever had. Coming off of an RB15 season and your coach says things like that about you, of course we're going to be optimistic and excited about Ronald Jones. Little did we know Leonard Fournette would swoop in, take the job, and it is one of the furthest from, from an actual split in the NFL. He dominates the backfield. Rarely does anybody else get... I think Ronald Jones is getting three to four carries a game. And Gio wow. Bernard gets a little passing work. Good but for him. Leonard Fournette is, is, has been unbelievable. He's top 20 in total attempts, which is just shocking. So I don't think that it oh. stops. That, that team is too good. I wish I had him in more, more places. So what you're telling me is that when Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones go out for a Sunday, every single Sunday, Leonard Fournette is, is eating both of them bananas. Like he's eating both yes. of the, the sides yep. of the banana. He leaves, he yep. leaves like, a, I don't know, like, a, like an eighth of the banana for Ronald Jones. Wow. Every Sunday. I, don't, I really don't. I don't even think it's the fumbling issue that was originally the doghouse. No. I think, I think they just had always planned since the playoffs of last year yeah. that Leonard Fournette would be our guy, and they didn't want anybody to know it. Playoff Lenny is now forever Lenny. So way to go, yep. Leonard. Proud of you, buddy. What do you got? Oh, I've got, I've got a name. I've got a name that surprised me, probably only me, it seems. I was low on this guy, Darrell Henderson. The running back 12 on the year, look, I'll just be straight up honest. I didn't think he could do it. I didn't think he profiled as that guy. And boy. Is there anybody that you know that thought he could do it? No. No. No one comes to mind. Oh, wow. No one so comes this to is mind. a shock to everybody. Yeah, everybody. Everybody. Um, <laughs> nobody saw this coming. Even Henderson himself. Even him. He's like, I don't know, guys. I just, they keep giving me the ball. I don't know why. 
Uh, I, you want me to run forward? Okay, fine. I'll find the hole because he's really good at it. He's explosive. I, I don't know why I thought Sony Michelle would have a larger role than he does. He, look, the Darrell Henderson. He's he has made that backfield convoluted in the most beautiful way because now you've got all this talk about Cam Akers making a comeback. Blah 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 blah. It's Darrell Henderson. This he's year. not. It, yeah, Henderson is just he's so good. He's a bulldog. He's a pit bull. You know, I love watching that dude run. And it, now it's fun. Um, yep. So, Darrell Henderson, way to go. Will somebody take a look at this guy? Because he is electric. We got wide receivers to talk about, man. Tell me about some wide receivers. There are some, there are some intriguing guys who have made a name for themselves, maybe built on some consistency. Who's someone who comes to mind for you this season who's kind of popped off the page? The production of Hollywood Brown. Ooh, production in Hollywood. I like it. Makes him, it makes, oh, nice. Uh, he is the ADP wide receiver 49 coming into the year. That's Which value. is absurd for where he is, which is wide receiver nine overall. That is exactly what you said. That is value. He has been over 15 points in six out of nine games. That's nice. That is, that's elite company. Mm-hmm. And what else is elite? Number 12 in the NFL in targets per game. I don't think about Marquise Brown as a high target, consistent volume. I mean, consistent production guy. I think of him as a 18-point week followed by a three-point week and then off and on the rest of the way. That yeah. is just not who he is. It hasn't been that way for over 20 NFL games now. He's a very consistent, legit wide receiver 12 to 15 and has been for a while now. Wow. That you can't, it's hard to find that we knew that Hollywood Brown had talent. The consistency just wasn't there. And now he's finally got it. That offense has turned up the volume knob on their offense. And you can't hate the facts, man. You can't, you can't argue with facts. Facts don't care how you feel. Facts just are facts. And I love it. I love it. My guy at the wide receiver position, he is just a huge surprise to the entire fantasy community this year. Such a feel good. Corderoy Patterson, a.k.a. Cordero. Man, talk about a, a wide receiver who's just done everything for himself. He is the running back 10 on the season. No, that is not a mistake. He is the running back 10 on the season. And you might be thinking you might be thinking to yourself, Dustin, you just said that that he's a wide receiver. And yeah, and you know who else thinks he's a wide receiver? All of the fantasy platforms. He is a he is in in a few platforms, he is dual eligible, which means you can put him in at running back or wide receiver. That is what we call unfair. He's the running back 10 on the season, and you know what his ADP was, Travis? You know what his ADP was? What? Nearly undrafted. Wow. On so many, like, you're talking like ADPs of like 260, you know, 230. That steals the whole show. I mean, we do have a lot left to cover, but I don't know how we're going to top that. I don't know either. And I wish, (laughs) like, I wish I had the answer. I wish I had him anywhere, and I don't. But yeah, I had him one place and I traded him for Calvin Ridley. (laughs) Oh, gosh, that hurts. (laughs) <laughs> oh no oh but Cordero Patterson this, what a feel good because the dude's 30 years old 
he's bulked up. The dude just I love watching him play. He doesn't he doesn't play like a prototypical running back, but the dude is he gets on the field and he is excited to just run through the hole. He does exactly what the offense needs him to. I don't want to hear any arguments over oh there's no other running back because at this point it doesn't matter. He's their guy. He's he's uh whatever you want to call him a pseudo McCaffrey role or he's a utility guy. He gets touches. He he's he's important and that's what you can focus on. That's what you need. Well to. deserved. And will of the somebody award. please come and take a look at this guy? Cordero, way to go. <laughs> Have a season right now, buddy. Tight ends. Why do we always end with tight ends? But for some it's reason, just right. it's we're just, here. It's felt right for, for 20 years, and I don't think anybody ha- is itching to change it. I am. I'm itching. Somebody come take a look at Dawson Knox with a K. Fort Knox, talk to me. He is one of six players averaging double digits on the year at the tight Ooh. end position. Dustin, listen to the other five people that are averaging double digits and a half PPR. Okay. Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Rob Gronkowski, George Kittle, and Darren Waller. Wow. This is elite, elite company to average double digits. And it's not like he had one or two big games. This is somebody that you can plug in every single week and expect 10 points and a half PPR. Whoa. Um, My favorite thing about Knox is... Not only has he been great, but he looks to me like he will be a reliable tight end option, which everybody's always searching for, for at least the next two to three years and probably a little bit beyond. He's young, athletic, on a great offense with a great quarterback, with a clear-cut role. They have no intention of reducing that role or bringing anybody else in. It is his job. So somebody come take a look at Dawson Knox. If you're in a dynasty, See what it costs because this is a precious position and he's going to be here for the next foreseeable future, at least two to three years, I think. Wow. I like that. I like that a lot. Dawson Knox, man. Hey, on that prolific offense, the sky's the limit. I love it, man. I love it. Good call. Dawson Knox, try and pick him up, man. My guy that I'm going to, he's, he's not a sexy name right now. But I'm telling you, man, we're getting in on this guy early. He's, he is a surprise to me. Did not see this coming. My guy, Dan, the man, Arnold. He, look, they, they liked him so much. They, they traded away a former first-round tri- uh, pick in C.J. Henderson, the Jaguars did, to acquire this man. And all he's done is be one of the favorite targets for Trevor Lawrence. and. What kills me, Travis, is, look, the, the parameters for this award are kind of wide open, and I like that. It's someone who I want to draw attention to, right? So Dan Arnold, since being traded to Jacksonville, has seen less than five targets once. He's seen once. He has no touchdowns, and he's still the tight end 20 after being traded. The last three weeks, Travis, that he's played in a football game, he has had, let me check, 24 total targets and 16 receptions. It's unbelievable. Each of the last three games, he's had more than 60 yards. He, the dude is just, what's, it's crazy to me. He's only 26 years old, can't, comes out of nowhere, plays the game like you see these new hybrid tight ends, like a wide receiver. And on an offense, look, rookie quarterbacks love, their tight ends 
but he's getting hyper targeted now that they're they're kind of starting to either fall behind early in games. They just beat the Bills, you know. So I I really am a fan of. What, he's probably on your waiver wire too. Yeah, in a lot of leagues, if you're yeah. in a half point PPR or a PPR league, um, granted. I just told you he's not getting a bunch of touchdowns, but I think that's going to change going forward. I think he's going to start getting a few touchdowns here and there. He's at the very least a streamer. And if you're in a dynasty league, please go grab this guy. He's going to be important. You don't trade away a former first round pick for nothing. Dan Arnold. Will somebody please take a look at this guy because he is about to explode. All right. We continue on with the award show. The next award is the biggest smoke and mirror overhype player from the draft season. This award is called the dropper of the ball. Ugh. Some guys that come to mind that have dropped the ball with all the hype that came around them. Brian Edwards, a.k.a. Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Brandon Ayuk, Trey Sermon, uh, Brandon Ayuk, Trey Sermon, Corey Davis, some other guys that were nominations for this award. But the winner is Allen Robinson from the Chicago Bears. He has dropped the biggest ball of the season. For all of us Allen Robinson truthers, I think he was the first video I ever recorded on this podcast was saying, go get, go draft Allen Robinson in the third round. What a... <laughs> I, we probably what a lost about 90% of followers by week three with that take. I still would like to congratulate Allen Robinson on all the hard work and dedication that he gave to his craft to win the dropper of the ball award. It's not easy. It's not easy because you know what? When you see those balls coming in, you want to catch them. And when Allen Robinson... Do you? Does he? Well, Does he that's, that's what I'm saying. It takes an extra <laughs> kind of step, an extra mental hurdle in your mind to, to not catch it. And I'm saying that to win this award, he had to overcome his, his habits of catching the ball. And way to go, Allen Robinson. You changed, <laughs> and this award is all yours, buddy. Congratulations. Way to not catch it. Let's talk about a guy that just gets it done, okay? The Sign Seal Delivered Set It and FedEx It Award, Najee Harris. My lord. I Every day I see this man's face pop up on my feed, and it just reminds me that I picked Antonio Gibson over him. Um, in our home league, and it hurts. It hurts me all the time seeing him. Uh, I don't have him anywhere in any leagues, and it makes me sad, sad, sad. Um, you know what? I will say that I did victory lap week one when he only put up 5.4 points, and then I just choose not to look at the, the scores that he puts up um, every week now because <laughs> he puts up double digits every single week. He's scored in the 20s. One time, or three times, rather, and he gets, look, any week now, you can kind of bank on he's going to get you close to 15 to 20 points. And it hurts. Punches you right in the face. And Najee, just, you can just, you put him in your lineup, and you just, you, you don't have to worry about that position. Because he gets it done. One share. I have one share of Najee. Is it nice? Does it feel good? It's incredible. And I also have Aaron Jones in that league. I'm sorry. So, it's nice to have somebody that can produce like two people kind of like Christian McCaffrey does but just to reiterate since week one which was at Buffalo in his first career game end of his career after that he has not gone under 15 fantasy points yet and it is 
week 11. So yes, set it and FedEx it. This man is is absolutely the epitome of consistency at the elite level. Congratulations, Najee Harris, on your FedEx it award. The next guy, I give him the second place of this award because what you're looking for is... Honorable mention? <laughs> honorable mention, because I just love this dude. You remember Wes Welker? You remember Julian Edelman? You remember any um, small receiver in the slot that plays for Tom Brady? Um, Hunter Renfro is this guy. He has one game this season under five receptions. And he's a rock solid every single week. You know he's going to get you close to wide receiver two numbers. And in a PPR league, he has four touchdowns on the year. But look, with him, especially in a PPR league, he's getting, you know, at least five target or five receptions. You're talking gets a touchdown here, get eight receptions here, gets you 70, 60 yards each week. He he just gives you that weapon to kind of small nicks and cuts to your opponent, and you know you're going to have that in your in your bag each and every week. You don't have to worry about Hunter Renfro, you know, not, not being targeted at all. He is a Swiss Army knife that you know is always going to be available to you. So way to go, Hunter. You, uh, yep. you deserve this part. Set it in Fidex with Hunter. Put him in your lineup. You know what you're getting with him. I love that man. Congratulations, Hunter, on the award and also for still being better than Rashad Bateman. Moving on to the next award. That was uncalled for. <laughs> that, was, that was a low blow. This is a super hyped player that is delivering. This is called the They Are Who We Thought They Were Award. And my player for this award is C.D. Lamb. Wide receiver seven overall in points per game and a half point PPR, even when Dak Prescott is out. Wow. This man has been all, and I say that with all caps, all the hype and will continue to climb into the top five and likely the top three by the end of the year. He is incredibly big time. He is just starting out what will be a, an unbelievable fantasy player uh fantasy career for those who were, are able to get him especially that are able to keep him in any kind of keeper league cd lamb you are who we thought you were the hype was real congratulations on this award from me mm. could not agree more love seeing that guy play my they are who we thought they were player running back deandre swift this is a guy this guy he plays on a bad offense, Travis. I don't understand how he could be. They suck. I don't understand how he could be in this category. He plays on a bad offense, so he can't produce points. Like, he can't. He can't be the running back 11 and a half point PPR. Yep. You can't do that. Uh, you, you, honestly, you can never, ever. He's got it like him, that. He's got it like that. You can't give him 39 touches in a game. You can't do that. You, you cannot do that. There's no way that'll happen. 39? Yeah. He just had 39 touches? Yeah. Um, I, let, oh, my gosh. Yeah. That, let, me, let, me, let me double check. Let me, uh, let me check my math on this. Okay, carry. Uh, <laughs> That's carry. absurd. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. He had uh, 39 opportunities. Uh, he had 36 touches. Um, he had 33 carries and absurd. six targets. And oh my goodness. This is a guy who's on a bad offense. So I, he can't be good for fantasy, right, Travis? Right? Right. 
Oh, wrong, wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. Gotcha. <laughs> but running back eleven and a half. I was waiting yards. for you to say right. He's so good. <laughs> He's so good, and he really is. What the one thing I do wish he had more of were touchdowns. Obviously, on a quote unquote bad offense, you're not going to have a ton of those touchdowns because those would mean you are a good offense. But what he does have is a lot of opportunity. He has a coaching staff that is starting to believe in him more and more. And the running back 11, that's awesome. He's been great for your fantasy football team. And where you got him, I believe you got him at a discount. You got him in like the third to fourth round. Way to go for picking up DeAndre Swift. He's exactly who I thought he was. Fits right into this Pat category. yourself on the back there. Just a bunch of victory lapping for myself right here. <laughs> uh, I just, this guy's been nothing but fun to watch. So awesome. Great season so far, DeAndre Swift. Keep it up. Moving on to the coolest play of the year, the Oh My God, Did You See That Award. We're going to start it off with the Derek Carr to Zay Jones in overtime to beat Baltimore, a game that was back in the are These are the nominations. We've got, we've got five nominations, and then you can reveal on the spot which is your pick, and I will tell you if I agree. Oh, okay. I like that. All right. So we got that pick. The next, the next nomination, Jamar Chase breaking tackles and taking it to the house. Look, that, that, honestly, that could be any, any game. Um, but I think I know which one you're talking <laughs> about. The dude's just such a man. Um, the next nomination, Robert Hunt. You're probably asking yourself, do you mean Kareem? Do you mean Robert Tunyon? And I tell you no. Robert this Hunt. This is their son. He is a lineman. <laughs> he is a lineman for the Dolphins. And he scored a non-existent touchdown. Just a man of a run. I love it. Mike Kosicki, one-handed catches. He had a couple in a game. And look, the dude all year has been making plays. This one in particular, one-handed catch, just made it look so casual, like, nah, I'm just that good. I'm that darn good. Keep me on the field. Mike Kosicki, I just like put him in there. And then the next nomination, Justin Fields, broken play touchdown against the 49ers. I may be biased, but I... That was pretty sick. That was pretty sick. Just, you don't see a bunch of running plays from him, but on this instance, you saw that mobility, that extra facet of his game come alive and that's honestly for me that's the moment when you kind of had a little bit of hope that this guy's going to turn into something so justin fields on that play am i missing something i'm sure i am those are just the ones that came to mind for me yeah there's been a lot of a lot of awesome plays this year um what is your pick of these five we'll revisit some some more awesome plays later but just of this group um for me the most impressive one Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to Robert Hunt. I'm giving it to Robert Hunt. Yes, sir. I am with you 100%. The slow-mo view of him getting tackled, flipping his enormous body Landing over upside down, and having the wherewithal to <laughs> reach the ball out and break the plane as if he had been there many times before was unbelievable. Pure athlete. That dude, world-class. Robert Hunt. It really was gorgeous. Oh, my God. Did you just see that? The award is all yours, man. Enjoy it. 
I hope to see that. Congratulations. Again. Give that man the ball. I'm sure he he never thought that he would be on the coolest play of the year award show. No, <laughs> but here we are. My gosh, how do we get here? <laughs> Moving on to the best not be benched award, the highest scoring fantasy play of the season. We're talking about none other than the DK Metcalf 84-yard touchdown. Bully ball. That was just a man mammoth play, a man myth play, if you will. The dude's just a robot. Just throw the ball up. It, the dude's just going to come down with it. And he's so fast. He's yeah. so fast, Travis. How do you tackle that man? He punked Lattimore on that. He was punking him all game. Uh, mm. I'm glad we were able to bring mm. that up in, in a show like this. I like to reminisce on plays like that, especially when he's not on your bench. The best not be benched award, DK Metcalf. Come up and grab this trophy, brother. Uh, honorable mention, Quez Watkins. Had you taken that 91-yard reception from mm. Jalen Hurts, four more yards and gotten in the end zone, you would have won the award. Better luck Ooh. next time. Um, so close. The best hair that you have seen this year, also known as the Troy Polamalu Award. Mm. Oh, God. My candidate for this award, my pick, is Steve Belichick. <laughs> the mullet. Not only the tongue, but the mullet. And the whole aura that he gives off is contagious, and I love it. And it's going to get more and more over the top as the snow and the sleet starts to fall it's as we creepy. enter winter in Foxborough. It makes me very uncomfortable. Just watching It really it. does. But Just watching the way he It's looks. one of those things that... You you look at him and you look at everybody else in the room like, oh my God, look at this guy. Yeah. Is he serious? But but you cannot take your eyes no. off of him either. You can't look like, away. You see him, he's like, oh, oh that, that that something's about to happen with this guy. Yeah. So whatever it is that he has going on, it deserves the award, Steve Belichick, Goodness. for me. My my uh, inclusion in this award for the best hair I've seen, Aaron Rodgers comes to mind. Because his hair always looks gross and unkempt. I It has to be on purpose. Like he has to be going for that. If he's going for that, it looks so he's bad. Doing a great There's plenty job. of players with long hair in the league. Yeah. None of them look like that. It's like you can take the wig off. Like, stop. Stop wearing it. it. When he has his helmet on, it just it, it's just it's like, like this little kid's bobblehead helmet I'm, with this I'm nasty mullet to think coming of, out. Like, a good way to describe the hair that's coming out of the helmet. It's not like flowing out of the helmet. It's like, I don't know, like, no. I don't know, crawling out of the, his, his hair is like crawling out of his helmet. Like, that's the best way to put it. It's just like, it's horrible. It is bad. The other hair that I really love and, and enjoy seeing on the sidelines is Lovey Smith's beard. It is snow white, a snow white beard. I'm going to agree with you and, and say that, we don't both get a pick for this. Lovey Smith wins this award by Done. himself. Done. That beard is beautiful. It is beautiful, and it just—it's the only hair he has on his on his head, and it just—it's like <laughs> pow, you know, just this big old bush of hair. <laughs> that is. 
that's the perfect way to describe it. It is just pow because every time the camera focuses to Lovey like, Smith, ah! I'm like, oh my god, look at his chin. <laughs> it is, but it's so gorgeous. It's not in a bad way, like Aaron Rodgers' head. It is, yeah. It is just it invokes. I'm in an, awe. An it's magical, of, ah! and then it's immediately, oh, that's actually nice. That's that that it looks good. So way it, to go, it Lovey. Really is. Way well to done, go. Lovey. The Patches O'Houlihan Award, your favorite NFL coach to this point. Travis, who you got? Wow, we went different directions on this one here. Yeah, we did. Mike Vrabel has the Tennessee Titans, now without Derrick Henry, at 8-2, and two, rolling through the division and on their way to another playoff berth. They are really good on both sides of the ball. Even without Derrick Henry. Yeah. Do I think it comes back to slow them down enough in the playoffs to not have him back there? Absolutely. But if anybody can get them fired up enough to believe in each other with what they have without Derrick Henry and say, we're damn good and we can beat anybody, they've proven that they can do that on the road, at home, good weather, bad weather, it doesn't matter. He's a good football coach and his guys love playing for him. I love that. I love that. Mike Vrabel is like he's he's underrated in my in my uh opinion. And watching what he's able to do with that team, the the teams he's beating and the way that they're beating them, it's just it's just pure dominance and I love it. It really is. It comes from the the Steve Belichick tree. Gross. Coaching Please. tree. It's it's not a tree. <laughs> There's no Steve Belichick tree. The Bill Belichick tree. At this point it's like it's like, a, I don't know, it's like a weed. There's a Steve Belichick weed. And honestly, it's a weed that he doesn't tell his dad about. Like, it's like... Tell me about your, your, your award-winning, winless coach here. Uh, he is winless. He is Dan Campbell of the... D- coach of the year. Congratulations, Dan Campbell, Look, on not winning a game, yet winning... This is your first win right. of the year. He had a... Come on up. <laughs> this is the first thing he's going to win in the NFL. And I wanted to, I wanted to hand it to him because I love this guy. I, I like what you I did. I don't think he's going to. Well, I can't even say I don't think he's going to go winless. He's not going to go 0-17, okay? That's for sure. Uh, because he. Now you're just speaking facts. Yeah. Yeah, you can't argue with facts. But Dan Campbell, how could you not root for this guy? This is like the best winless team i have seen like the best playing they do not play like a team that is just defeated and although they are always defeated um he they don't play like a loser you know which they are it's it's hard you know it's kind of like a hard you know word battle to get in here they don't play like a team that is always losing even though that is what they always are <laughs> you understand what i'm saying like what what the words i'm trying to say no. <laughs> No, they play hard. Right. Is that what you're saying? They play like they have right. some respect. They like playing for their coach um, because he buys them ice cream. And, and cries. But, and cries. But he's such a good, like. He is. You, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's, it's just. Brighter days ahead for Dan. If you, exactly. If you watch him, like, the way he talks about his team and the way he coaches and just watch the passion he has for this team, that's what I get excited for. And I'm a, and I'm a, a a Bears fan. Like, I don't care that the Detroit Lions are bad. But watching this dude coach, that's just good for football. Yeah, I agree. Like, that team plays hard. They don't, like, I've seen a winless Lions team. This isn't that team. You know, like, 
the when this Lions back in like 2008, and then this Lions team not the same. They have just had some bad breaks. They tied with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like that's not what this team is. They aren't just the sum of their their win total. And they There's believe so much that. More than they that. believe Dan, that. Yeah. And Dan Campbell deserves a lot of credit. Um, and I don't think he gets enough of it. So Dan Campbell, you're my pick. You're my favorite NFL coach right now. Way to go. I wish you were on the Bears, man. I wish, I wish, I wish. Uh, Patch Zohulan Award, Mike Vrabel, Dan Campbell. Well done. All right, the next award is called It Is All Downhill From Here. This is your best sell-high player that you moved at the right time. For me, it is Cortland Sutton with an honorable mention of Michael Thomas. With just a few weeks until his inevitable successful return for the Saints, Cortland Sutton first, um, before Judy came back, before Patrick kind of showed that he was really reliable, he had some a, a stretch of two or three games that it looked like he was going to be an alpha the rest of the season. You and I saw straight through it. I moved Cortland Sutton and I think an RB4 for me. And the guy that I got on the other end of that will save for the next award. But that was a great sell high. Got great value for Cortland Sutton. Got great value for Michael Thomas, turning that into Elijah. Mi- oh, no, that was Javante Williams. No. Yeah, um, that's worked out really well, huh? I still think I would trade Michael Thomas for Javante Williams at this point um, in a, in yeah, a redraft yeah, league. Yeah, <laughs> You think so? You think that's, that's however given the information that we have now that Michael he was Thomas my best isn't sell in fact high. playing football. He will he will for sure uh, be the winner of the award at the end of the season when uh, Javante Williams owns that backfield. Denver's eliminated from the playoffs and the last two to three weeks of the season, Javante Williams gets the whole backfield to himself. So mm. Corlin Sutton and Michael mm. Thomas, it was all downhill after you for whoever received you. And I think that was actually the case in real life. After you received Michael Thomas, you went on like a four or five game losing streak. I want to take this time to, uh, to cry. <laughs> I want to take this You're time to back. have a light to medium cry. Um, so, all right, now that that's done, um, my best sell high, and I can't even say that it's all downhill from here for this player because I still think that he's going to be fine. But my best sell high of the season was Kyler Murray. Um, and really what, what this comes down to is the value you get back. What did you sell this player for? I sold Kyler Murray before he was injured, before uh, any, of the, any of these new problems that had popped up for him were happening. I sold him. And what I got back was a slumping Patrick Mahomes and a hobbled Amari Cooper. Unbelievable. Unbelievable return. Of those three players, who's hobbled now? Yeah, that's Kyler Murray. Um, Good trade, Dustin. Yeah, it, it helps in one league. It hurts my heart because Kyler Murray <laughs> is my spirit animal. Um, but, I mean, when... I was offered that trade. You can't not take it. Like anytime I get Patrick Mahomes and something for something, it's automatically Unreal. accepted. Um, yep. so that's my best sell high. That's the best trade I've performed. Make sure you're tweeting at us though, once you hear this at Losing Sucks on Twitter, because we want to see these for you guys. What are some trades that you've made? 
what are some buy low, sell high guys that you've you've had the opportunity to take advantage of so far as the trade deadlines in our league approach in the coming weeks? Make sure you're tweeting at us because we want to see it. We love interacting with you guys on those. All right, part two of this award is your best buy low. And this is the picture that I want to paint for you, Dustin. All right. If you were to buy Amazon stock 10 years ago or Tesla stock five or 10 years ago, Mm. um, what you would have now is the equivalent of buying one of these players really low and what they have given you to this point and their value now, just on a much smaller scale than Amazon or Tesla. Right. So, so who is, uh, who have you bought at a very cheap price that has turned into what you think will be league winning type of production? Uh, I have bought AJ Dillon recently. Ooh, good timing. I got him two weeks ago. And wouldn't you know it, NFL does what the NFL does and opens the door to an opportunity for A.J. Dillon to be a league winner that I always believed he could be. The man is just a brick house of pain that you have to try to tackle. He is a freight train. He's just such, he's a big ball of muscle. And now he gets to be the number one running back on one of the top five offenses in the league. He gets to be behind Aaron Rodgers. He gets to catch some passes now. He gets to show off his entire skill set. He gets to show the people of the NFL and the, and the Green Bay Packers exactly why they should feel good about the fact that they drafted him in the second round two years ago. So A.J. Dillon was my best buy low because he has the potential to be a league winner this year. Man, I'm excited about the prospects of that guy. Just so huge. Sometimes that's all it takes. You got to you got to get the right backup at the right yeah. time and he is going to be a top 5 to 10 play for the next 2 weeks. And these are massive weeks in a fantasy season where a lot of people have to I have I think it's going to be longer than that. It could be. I think it's going to be longer. Than it could be. So It's an MCL sprint cuz that's what they said about CEH, man. Yeah, I, I think Green Bay's buys coming up. I think Aaron Jones returns after the yeah. buy. They're not going to even think about pushing him before that. So AJ Dillon, at least until after the uh, until they come back from the bye, is going to be a top five to ten running back. Yes, sir. My best buy low was Joe Mixon, who was on the other end of that Cortland Sutton and running back deal. I bought Joe Mixon after week five. This is what he did that allowed me to buy him. When I looked back, I said, "How did I acquire Joe Mixon for Cortland Sutton?" Well, Dustin, he had in week two seven point six points. This is in half point PPR. 7.6, followed by 9.9, 13.2, and a 10 flat, which is very underwhelming to average over a month under 10 points and a half PPR. For whatever reason, Joe Mixon was not getting it done. Was able to buy at the right time since purchasing. Joe Mixon is the RB3 over the last five weeks, which has turned into a three-game winning streak for me. What a buy. And it's going to continue. It was the right time for the right guy. Congratulations, Joe Mixon, A.J. Dillon. You were the best buy lows in the first half of this season. The free agent pickup of the year. I like it. I'm going to call it the Who the Heck is This Guy Award. 
the guy that you just pick up off the street, like the look what I found, and you just throw him in there, and he goes and wins you the week. Maybe he wins you your league. You know, maybe you spent a bunch of money on him. Um, my guy is none other than Elijah Mitchell. Because, look, even in the league where I can't explain why I traded him to you, he, has, he is probably going to win me five other leagues. You were all over it. You yeah, were because all I picked him over up in week it. I don't one know how. Before anyone knew who he was. Because you know who knew who he was? I was. I, I, I've watched this guy at UL Lafayette. The dude was electric there. The fact that anybody says those words and doesn't get paid to be an NFL scout is beyond me. He's just, he's so good. I watched this dude at UL Lafayette and I said, he's going to come in and be a stud fantasy player. What? It's it's crazy because I said before the draft, I said, if he gets drafted to the 49ers, I'm 110% all in. (laughs) That's just ridiculous. Because he just, he reminded me of Raheem Mostert. They run the exact same. They, they, it's a one cut. R. I. P. And yeah, RIP Raheem, man. Get well. <laughs> um, but the dude is just, that's his backfield now. That's his backfield. And the way he runs that ball, watching him. He had 27 carries last night, man. 27. Workhorse. The dude's just so good. The dude's so good. I wish he would catch more passes, but. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, that's that's my guy. Free agent pickup of the, of the year because you know what? You, if you picked him up, even if you spent all of your fab that that week, at this point it's paying off. So that is what fab is for. Yeah, and it, and a lot of times you pay that and it doesn't work out. And right, he has so feel good about that uh, huge amount. I spent like eighty five, ninety percent of my fab a lot of places, and I still feel good. Well worth it. Yeah, way to go, me. My free agent pickup of the year has only started in two games, but he comes with a heck of a story in our home league, so I felt like I owed it to him for the two wins that he has given me. Dearness Johnson, it has come when I've needed a running back the absolute most, and he has gone big time when I needed to have it. I am grateful. I am thankful. I am forever in debt to Dearness Johnson. Um, Wow. Here's what happened with Darren Johnson in our home league, okay? Mm-hmm. I picked him up, and he went off for 20-plus. Everybody remembers the first game. The announcers, the fans, fantasy football players, everybody was like, this dude's for real. One day he should get a shot. And then Nick Chubb comes back, and he goes to the bench. And so I traded him to the Nick Chubb owner, saying you should have your handcuff in case, in case something happens. In turn, you should give me Brandon Ayuk and the Rams kicker, who has been very consistent. And I like a kicker that will give me 10-plus every week. Who doesn't? So, after acquiring Ayuk and Gay in that trade, a week goes by, Nick Chubb goes on the COVID list, and I look just to check, and the day before, Dearness Johnson was dropped by the person who had just traded for Dearness Johnson. Unbelievable. This one because they don't have any patience and they wanted to add a third defense. So we're not gonna we're not gonna mention I picked people him, by name. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> right. <laughs> I picked him right back up and I put him right back in the lineup. Your own father. And he went off for twenty again. So Wow. Dearness, you have been great to me. 
I just congratulations on the I award. I need people to understand what being in a league with Travis is like. If you're ever a part of this, okay, I I get a certain amount of joy when I see Travis struggling in a league because I don't believe that it's ever going to last. I just like to live in the moment because I know <laughs> Travis is very good at taking advantage of any and every advantage he can in a league. I am a he, salesman. He finds them all. He's the best fantasy salesman I've ever seen. I'll He'll make a trade with someone, and it's like, how did you get them to make this deal? Like, I don't care. Travis doesn't yep. even have to draft a team. By the end of the season, at the playoffs, he will have five monster players who put up 20 points each, and he'll, he'll just... He'll, Game I, over. Because, like, when I saw him in, like, nearly last place, I'm like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Travis is going to find a way. He'll find a way into the playoffs. And guess who's won like five in a row now? Climbing back up, baby. Me and Patrick. This guy. And then you know who gave him Elijah Mitchell? I did. And Javante Williams. Eh, who cares about Javante? Oh, you'll care. <laughs> Come week 16 and 17, you're going to be like, oh, no. What did I do? It hurts. It hurts. Let's just move on. Okay, we move on. Now we have two awards left. I will announce the second to last, and you will take home the big guy. This is the I Can't Quit You Brokeback Mountain Award. I wish I knew how to quit you. What? Wait, wait, wait. Who have you held on to the longest? (laughs) I did. For the record, that was not on the show sheet. I just wanted to see Dustin's facial reaction. I will not let you go for what they could possibly still bring to the table later in the year. Who have you kept in your, on your roster that you wish you could cut? And for some of these guys, particularly mine, mm. I have not started him once. That would be Trey Lance. I do not want somebody getting a full game of Trey Lance against me in the playoffs. If yeah. and when, for whatever reason, Jimmy Garoppolo decides to strain a calf or get benched, Whatever the reason is, when Trey Lance takes that over, even if I have Patrick Mahomes, I do not want Trey Lance on the other side in a playoff matchup going for 30. Gross. And the only way to avoid that is to hold him and take up a roster spot. He has done so for 10 weeks now. Stay comfortable, Trey. You're not going anywhere until the season is over, and then you will be released. <laughs> after, after what Jimmy G did to the Rams, um, or at least was a part of. I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, they will have to. They will have to not. They will have to be eliminated from the playoffs. Agreed. For Trey Lance agreed. to get a game. Um, the guy I couldn't quit, and I'm glad I didn't quit. Um, but I just it hurt me for him to be on my roster each and every week. Antonio Gibson, why do you do this to me, bro? I can't quit you. I can't quit you. You held on to him, and you and you played him this week, and he gave you twenty. But here's the thing, Travis. I didn't play him. I I didn't play him this week. I didn't. You don't say. I didn't play him this week. I played. I played other guys, and I. It feels bad, man. I still won. Thankfully, I plugged in Ramondre Stevenson in that league. Oh, yeah, you did. 23.4 in a yeah. standard league. But Antonio and Gibson. And, I, I mean, I had DeAndre Swift in that league. And Tony Pollard. You almost doubled up game. my pops. That's not nice. It feels nice. It feels nice. Uh, get off the schneid. 
Um, but Antonio <laughs> Gibson, uh, I couldn't quit you. I can't. I'm not gonna quit you now. Now that you've given me hope. Um, but you've caused me a lot of pain, sir. And I do in your not shin appreciate it. Yeah, in my shin. You hurt me deep in my shin. <laughs> and how dare you? Not appreciated. Moving on. But you did not quit him. You stuck with him. Somebody that you That's drafted right. over Najee Harris. How could you quit that? And yeah. you have uh, Gibson for the rest of the way, and you need to go on a hot streak here. So hopefully he'll yeah. be a big part of that because I would love to see you in the Super Bowl again. We know that goes well one way. That's- Dustin, mm-hmm. bring it home. <laughs> All right, finally, we are going to talk about the MVP so far for us. For us. Um, Travis, hit me with yours. Who is your fancy MVP? This this should come as no surprise to anyone. It's no surprise, and I will not give it any explanation, not even a single word beyond his name. Hmm. The MVP of the season through 10 weeks, Cooper Cup. Wow. I'm not shocked. That dude has been just super consistent, super rock solid. Love to see it, man. My, you know, it's big, bre- it, big breakfast guy. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, we'll call it the breakfast club. Um, it's funny. I was actually told that they had breakfast that day, uh, this past Monday, and then their lunch was stolen. Their lunch was stolen by a man named Debo Samuel. And <laughs> so, yeah, they can have all the breakfast they want. Violent. Uh, your lunch money's being stolen by Debo. He is my MVP so far in this league, especially for where you drafted him. You probably got him in the seventh, yeah. eighth round. Um, Debo Samuel, the wide receiver three so far on the season. The un- Unreal. Look, I re- and I, this is another guy, Dustin, and you know that it pains me to do mm-hmm. this. But I must give you credit for Debo Samuel as well. There's a there's a short list of guys, and I mean really short, that you are absolutely right on. And he is he is on this list from years ago, meaning probably two years ago, because I think he was a rookie two years last ago. Yeah, year. he was a rookie. But you said okay, so so you said at the beginning, like mm-hmm. game two, hey, keep an eye on this dude. He's going to be an absolute stud. And I was like, eh. I actually played him, I rostered him, yeah. I drafted him in some places, and I thought, there's no way he will be what Dustin says. Here we are. He is on the MVP award list. The dude is a running back that plays wide receiver. He's so good athletic. One. He's so good. He gets open. And again, I think it's more of a product as well of that Shanahan system, that West Coast system. The dude just fits. He's got perfect scenario. He, I, from the rest of the season on, you cannot think about this guy not being the cornerstone of your offense he's not going anywhere it's been all season long Debo Samuel is the answer he is the truth he is the look he's the test he's the the question he's the answer he's all of it he is the whole package he is Debo Samuel deserves to be the name that wraps up the show absolutely he absolutely does way to go Debo you're my guy right now that was a fun award show let us know what you think. Let us know who is your MVP. Who's your, you know, biggest surprise this year? Who's the guy that you feel has been the most consistent for you or in your league? Share with us on Twitter at Losing Sucks. I'm Dustin Bland. That's Travis Masterson. That's been the Losing Sucks Award Show. I think that's been episode number 33 as well. 
Have some fun with it, guys. Good luck here coming up in the week. We'll talk to you guys later in the week with episode 34, our week 11 preview. Remember, losing sucks. Don't do it. How's that outro? Is that too long?